The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, you know, it's engagement season, guys. And uh, when I've been talking to my buddies, and you know some of my buddies that I've been talking to, uh, that you know maybe someday they're, take, they're thinking about taking the leap. I've been telling them about the company I wish I had known about when I was looking to pop the question to my now wife. I've been telling them everything I've learned about Ruback Fine Jewelry, a Kansas City company since 1908. The company has made, uh, has been able to stay as long as they have because they genuinely want to build one-on-one relationships with their customers. And I learned that the first time I talked to Hal. Uh, and I wish I had had that when I was going to make the biggest purchase of my life. You're not just a number when you walk into Ruback and how will treat you right. Instead of just trying to upsell you, how is going to ask you what your budget is and doesn't try to push you beyond that. If you've already shopped at a big box store, just do yourself a favor and go to Ruback. Uh, you'll save yourself uh, from some buyer's remorse when you go and see what how can do for you for the same price or less than what you can get elsewhere. Not every jeweler is prioritizing engagement rings anymore, but Hal is prioritizing you and whatever needs you have. So go set up your appointment before the holidays get here by going to ruback.co slash appointments and experience the most comfortable, relaxed jewelry process, jewelry buying process you've ever seen. I promise you, you're going to love it. All right, let's start the show. That was fun. Your Kids City Chiefs, in comeback fashion, beat the Las Vegas Raiders 35-31 on Sunday night football. What a game. So much to uncover. Here with my pals. First find them on Twitter, at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. I'm still on the come down. I don't know about you, but I'm this. that was a phenomenal game. And it was a good game. I had a weekend leading up to this, and this game just about stole like an extra 12 years off my life. Like, that was a game that just, (laughs) it just never seemed to end, yet everything happened so fast. I mean, it it was obviously fun the way it ended. I can only imagine how bitter this would be right now if the Chiefs weren't able to find a way to pull this one off, thanks to the MVP and Offensive Player of the Year to go ahead and take that game-winning touchdown. Craig, you guys had a long night, too. You guys have been going live for a while now. Yes, we have. We just got done with the Outside the Trenches Jack Stack uh, live stream. We've been going for about the past three and a half hours, so we're not going to make this too belabored or anything like that, but thank you to everybody who joined the live stream. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to have the reaction that we had at the end of that thing. Kent, 
Let's start with the good part. Let's start with the offense here. What did you think about the way that Patrick Mahomes played today? You know, it, it was kind of one of those games where it was restricted possessions. And so, you know, and that's that's one of the ways that you can kind of make things close with the Chiefs. If you if you limit the possession count, it's not time of possession, it's possession count. And there was a stretch where the Chiefs, you know, they they didn't keep up with the Raiders, but Mahomes responded. He responded in ex- excellent fashion, um, orchestrating a couple drives late in the fourth quarter uh, that ultimately were the difference in the game. You saw them, you know, really execute all the way down the field for a big go-ahead score. Uh, the defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Uh, the, but then Mahomes had a minute and a half, and what he, he did it in a minute, guys. Like he, he didn't need 30, he didn't need 90 seconds. He did it in 60. That was the, the best easiest two-minute drill I've ever seen. Ever. It was it was like college level easy. And it wasn't just like, but it was him creating too. Like it wasn't just like simple plays all the time. Like it was him actually going out and doing some things that were um, you know, abnormal. And that's what we saw today. We saw an abnormal human doing abnormal things and making it look extremely easy. Uh you you've gotta be just I'm I there's one person, there's one person in the MVP consideration right now. And I know we're going to try to fabricate somebody else to have the conversation about tomorrow on first take and all those other shows, but put some respect on Patrick LeVon Mahomes name. He is the clear cut MVP. There's one person in the conversation. Oh yeah. No, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal. I think there was a point in time in the fourth quarter where he did feel like they had to score and he was pressing a little bit. He was scrambling early on in in the pocket when he was not getting that pressure. He was really looking to push the ball down the field and there was just no options to the Raiders really took away anything deep. They forced the chiefs to take everything underneath the chiefs tried for as long as they could, but you could tell it was frustrating the team as a whole, especially Patrick Mahomes. He still did a good job. He took what was there. He played a very good game. That interception's a blemish on the stat sheet, but I mean, everybody knows that was Demarcus Robinson's fault. He <laughs> should have been working back to the ball or just sitting still. And that's a catch right at like the one yard line. So says that Mahomes played great. I will contend though, there is somebody else in the MVP race and his name is Travis Kelsey because without him, this Chiefs team has a lot more losses than they currently have. You funnel that offense when things matter. Third downs, red zone. It goes through Travis Kelsey. It's all about what he can do. You factor in what he does for the run game. I mean, there's a lot of plays around the edge where Travis Kelsey does make key blocks. You're never going to give an MVP vote to a tight end. But I mean, you realistically want to talk about a player that's vital to a team's performance and one of the best team's performance. Travis Kelsey's that guy. Yeah, uh, eight for 127 and a touchdown. The final go-ahead touchdown there. Travis Kelsey was ludicrous today. He made some seriously difficult snags. There's one on the boundary there. There was one going to the ground there at the end of the game. Just outrageous plays that he was able to make and come up with big, big plays when the Chiefs needed him most. They struggled a little bit at times today to get some things going, and he was the one that they went to to go to the big play. So, yeah, that's right. He should be getting Offensive Player of the Year candidate votes here. One thing before we get too far off of the offense here, Clyde Edwards-Elair looked Good. I liked that they saved him a little bit and they went to him at the beginning of this game. They were able to kind of get him going a little bit. That's good going forward here. You know, we're talking about MVP candidates here. There's only one player in this game that had 100% completion percentage. That's Travis Kelsey. He should have had a touchdown. I'm just saying, 
there's there might be more to that case than we're than we think with uh with the with the Travis Kelsey. But yeah, I mean yeah, Clyde Edwards Alaire, 14 carries, 69 yards, um, did some you know really good stuff in the run game. Uh, you got you got to be thrilled with what you saw out of him. He definitely was was leading the pack there. Le'Veon Bell didn't really get in until the the second last drive, uh, or the, the last drive of the second half. Is that right? And he finally got in and, and he looked all right too. But this was Clyde Edwards-Alaire's show. Uh, and offensively, just you've got to be really you know excited that they were able to close things out, even though it was a little bit up and down. Yeah, the resurgence of the run game was kind of nice. I mean, the Raiders were giving it to you a little bit, but still, Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked really good. He looked explosive. He looked strong finishing some runs. And it just really looked like the Chiefs were just limiting his touches early, especially these last couple weeks before the bye week, letting Le'Veon Bell get some more run. I think it's a perfect one-two punch with this kind of split that we saw in this game between Clyde Edwards-Alaire Le'Veon Bell. It's clear Clyde's the better player right now, but Le'Veon Bell's a good player to supplement him. I got to say, the Darrell Williams stuff, I understand the Chiefs really trust him, but like that last play on the drive there, the two-minute drive where he gets tackled in bounds, either other running back gets out of bounds there or breaks that tackle. Like, I just don't need that. I really don't. I wish they could find a way to trust Bell or Edwards Elaire. Last offensive thing for me, offensive line played pretty good for not having, not being full strength, not kind of being patchwork together. I thought they played significantly better this time versus the Raiders. The only time they really got in trouble when the Raiders brought a lot of pressure, they did seem like there was some issues trying to figure out who was picking up who, but besides that, I think just their one-on-one matchups, the offensive line held up well. Yeah, fully agree with all of that. Hey, shout out to Nicole Hardman stepping up right there at the end of the game. That was a, that was a terrific route, big catch, Really explosive play that helps set up the touchdown for a guy that didn't get to practice this week that was on the reserve COVID list for the entire week, and the Chiefs were clearly resting him. I mean, like, it there at the beginning of the game, it was the D-Rob and Byron Pringle show. They didn't want to use McCall Hardman this week. I don't know if he's still recovering, if he's still struggling, but, you know, huge play to come out there. Really gutted out. You know, we're the hard on McColl part podcast. That's what we're known as. We got to give him props <laughs> when he does stuff like that. That was an outrageous play by him. Terrific job. No, I he I, I can't believe he was in that situation, frankly. I, I was very surprised that they they threw him in there. And to to come in cold after sitting the entirety of the game and the your team needing you in that situation, a big slant there caught and um, you know, that's not it's it's not the it's not the easiest catch. It's not the hardest catch, but it's a big catch. And it was in a big, big situation. You've got to give him a lot of credit. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We got to talk about defense, unfortunately. Um, there's a there's a lot to go with that, but um, pretty up and down performance and a lot of down. Yeah, a lot, a lot of down. Um, we we spent all week talking about how the defense was going to be up, how they weren't going to play a similar way to what we had seen the previous one, which they didn't necessarily. I mean, Derek Carr didn't really go deep too often, but my goodness. John Gruden was dealing and Steve Spagnuolo didn't know how to counter it. Now, the Chiefs defense did not do a particularly good job executing. They, they struggled to tackle. All game long, the tackling was atrocious. And there was also some miscommunications. Darren Waller being wide open in the end zone. And Darren Waller basically generally being wide open on every third down play that the, that the Raiders ran. That's something that the Chiefs just really, really struggled with. They struggled to get pressure. They struggled to really execute and tackle. It's just, it was a really, really poor performance. I'm coming out of this week thinking that the Chiefs defense has a long way to go. Like, I know that John Gruden really got the plays out there and that this is obviously a tough matchup for this Chiefs defense, but I'm very frustrated that they weren't able to fabricate a little more pressure, that they weren't able to execute, and that they struggled to bring down the Raiders' weapons so readily this week. Just the whole defensive performance from top to bottom, I mean, was not great. I think through most of the game, you saw the lack of speed or just lack of playmakers on the second level, whether it was versus the run or just trying to close on receivers that were catching the ball underneath. The defensive line mustered. I mean, you can probably count the pressures from defensive linemen on like three fingers. Then The only time the Chiefs were able to get pressure was in blitzing, and even then, it was not a sure thing. That Raiders offensive line has done an exceptional job this year against the Chiefs pass rush, and that's kind of where the Chiefs, that's where they win. I mean, the Chiefs are one of the better teams at pressuring the quarterback they were last year. They had been up to that point this year, and they just got nothing going. You could tell Derek Carr felt pretty comfortable. There was a couple drives where Derek Carr got pressured by blitzing, and you could see it. He had a couple error throws. He started making a few more mistakes. But then the next series, that pressure would go away again. Like it, it was not good. And then the secondary, the best player in the secondary all year has probably been Bashad Breland. He had his worst game of the Ooh. year by far. He Purchase. could not do anything. I mean, he was committing penalties. He was holding. He was getting beat. He was having a rough game. Dan Sorensen couldn't tackle anybody for a long time. Tyron Matthew had his fair share of missed tackles and just poor coverage reps. Every single person on the field had a pretty poor game, besides maybe Charvarius Ward. He still got beat a few times, but he actually made some plays. So he at least was giving you some positives to go with all the negatives. I don't really think anybody else on defense was doing that. Positive signs for him. Locating the football, making a great play on the football that turned out to be key. Some really good tackling, like we talked, I think Maddie just mentioned that uh, throughout the game. So those are some really positives for him. We got. I do want to say something really quick and maybe just focus a little bit more on that. This pass rush has been bad for a large stretch now. It's, it's not been a very productive pass rush for, what, four games? Yeah, yeah, it's been about four games now. And this is the high, this is one of the highest paid positions group, groups of this team. You've got Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Neither of them 
played particularly well from a pass rush standpoint. Both of them really didn't do much of anything. The one time Chris Jones got any kind of pressure, he was a, he was offsides. It's just real alarming. This is this is this is enough of a sample size where you've got to be real concerned because even trying to trying to dial it up like Steve Spagnola was doing, it was take when they did get a little bit of pressure, it was taking time. It wasn't like quick pressure. There was no quick pressure the entirety of this game. And that's a trend that we've seen beyond just this week. They've got to figure something out there. And part of it's just their players got to start making more plays up front. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And against a team like Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and the weapons that they have, that's going to be very dangerous. It's, there's a series of games coming up here. The Saints, the Bucks, even the Falcons a little bit have some danger players that could go that they could go to to beat the Chiefs and if the Chiefs pass rush is not getting home their best thing the most money that they've spent on this team for a position group outside of Patrick Holmes they've really got to go out of their way to make sure that they can rush the passer consistently that they can affect the quarterback consistently we know Derek Carr wants to get rid of the ball quickly but he hung in the pocket Quite a bit tonight, guys. This was not just a quick passing game. He hung in the pocket. He waited for guys to get open. Yes, that's a good Raiders offensive line, but they got a backup right tackle, and you didn't really see any pressure coming off of that right side. As a matter of fact, they were rolling to that right side because they didn't really weren't really scared of whoever was opposite of Frank Clark there. So it, it's just I know that we're going to get much more into it when we get into the mailbag because I'm sure we're going to get tons of defensive questions this week because that's going to be the thing that sticks out but it was just really really bad you really got to clean that up it's really got to get better if you want to make a deep deep run yeah it just seems that chris jones frank clark get a lot of attention and rightfully so but there's just no cohesion and the pass rush with the when frank clark does start to push up the arc no one on the interior is keeping the quarterback from stepping up into the pocket so even if he turns the corner at eight and a half nine yards he has no chance to make a play on the plays where chris jones does get a little pressure right through the middle the edges aren't getting anywhere whether it's frank clark whether it's whoever's playing on the left defensive end especially the pass rush isn't working in unison right now and that's both the both ends working together and the interior guys working like there's no shrinking of the pocket and yeah it's a very good Raiders offensive line but the Chiefs pass rush is clearly clearly is not working very well right now the only way they're getting consistent pressure is when they're bringing their blitzes and like I said the Raiders did a great job picking them up for the most part of this one all right let's go ahead and jump to final thoughts on this game boys Craig why don't you kick us off um I'm you know obviously disappointed in the defense but like everybody else when the Raiders scored with 141 left to go in the game, you knew it was going to happen. You knew that they were going to go down and at least score a field goal. And then as Mahomes and everybody was carving up the, the Raiders defense, you just knew it was going to be a touchdown. And, you know, shout out to Dirty Dan Sorensen for sealing the game with an interception, something that was called on our live stream. But it, the defense just has to be so, so, so much better and we've seen it over the past couple of weeks. I just, I, I'm a little bit frustrated and I'm ready to see the all 22 to see just what John Gruden was doing to really confuse this Chiefs defense. I mean, thank God the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes because that is why they, I mean, it's why they win any game, but it's really why they won this one. There's not many other quarterbacks that were going to pull this particular game off. But I have two things. According to Andy Reid, 
Juan Thornhill's just considered a situational player now. I don't know what to really take away from that. I don't like it. I think he certainly played himself into a starting role. I think this past offseason, we were having conversations that the Chiefs had the best starting duo in the league, and now Juan Thornhill's somehow been reduced to a situational role. We'll get more into that, I'm sure, during the mailbag as everybody else sees that. Into how poetic that Jonathan Abram is the guy that completely chokes his coverage on the game-winning touchdown drive. I have no problem with him as a player. I think he's kind of fun. He's a loose cannon, but he's fun. I know Kent has strong feelings, so I'm sure he enjoyed Abram sprinting out of his deep zone alignment to chase Patrick Mahomes, trying to deliver some kind of massive hit only to get beat for the game-winning touchdown. You you, you need to enjoy what's going on in this city, guys. I just got done saying it on the live stream. And there's a lot of takes flying around about this game, and a lot of them are right. The defense sucks, uh, but the one that needs to prevail is the fact that you have the best player in the world, and you need to enjoy every single moment of it. Because he just normalized something that you know quarterbacks don't do frequently. He just went down in ho-hum game-winning drive on national television against a division rival who's already beat you once. It, it, the narrative's great. The execution is even more impressive. Just relish in all of this. Enjoy this win. Another big one coming up next week. They're all big from this point. Hopefully this team builds off of what just happened. It wasn't pretty. There's a lot to work on, but hopefully they continue to build against a tough opponent next week. That is going to do it for the AP Laboratory Post Game Show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back with the mailbag later this week. We'll catch you later.